Hello everyone, I'm your host April Metzler for the RSVP Show and you have tuned into my Focusing on God in the Writing segment. My special guest today is Tim Stewart, aka Talk Man Talk himself. He is the author of Free Yourself From Yourself, a motivational speaker, life coach, corporate trainer, and my brother in Christ. Although we visit about Luke 4.43, have your Bible ready for this one. We are reading a little bit of everywhere because we are visiting about the Kingdom of God, Tim's personal testimony, addiction, and even the gifts we are given. We also throw down a bit of conversation toward a couple of MJs and a TW in sports and music. Tune in to find out who I talk about with the founder of Talk Man Talk. What does the kingdom of God look like in action here on earth? Now's your opportunity to get your Bible, study pad, and a pencil or pen. And as always, we will be getting started here shortly by opening in prayer and inviting the Holy Spirit in to ensure that this visit is protected and blessed in his name for his glory. Thank you for joining. Thank you so much for joining another RSVP show episode. I am your host, April Metzler, and I have a very special guest with me. His name is Tim Stewart, and he is an author. He is a motivational speaker, and he's a life coach. So he has got a lot of irons in the fire, and I am so blessed to have him on this show. I look forward to um, hearing how God like really just puts and injects his word into this conversation because it's going to be good. His um, whole platform is Talk Man Talk, and this man is gifted in speech um, <laughs> from what I've witnessed so far. And he does happen to share some some really sharp uh, sharpening and accountability um, questions on his personal platform that I've <laughs> that I've seen. So. I have no idea what I'm getting into with this conversation, folks, but I am so glad that he is here. Thank you for your time, Tim. April, thank you. I, I certainly welcome the opportunity to, to be on your show. Uh, I am excited and, um, you know, this is what I do. And it is my heart's desire uh, to share information um, so that people can understand and apply and live a higher quality of life. So, yes, I do have a, a lot of irons in the fire, but they all revolve around what we're talking about today. Um, uh, and so, you know, I'm just so grateful to, to have this opportunity to be on your show. Thanks so much, Tim. I appreciate it. So before we get started, everybody knows if they've been tuning in um, that we open and close our broadcast with prayer. So our whole intent on that is to just cover it and make sure that every audience listener is blessed uh, with his, his knowledge, his wisdom, more of that, just more. We always want more because God is so good. He just fills us up and overflows us and that's where it's at. So I'm going to ask Tim to lead us in prayer today. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity uh, to come before your throne of grace, um, speaking and releasing our faith. Uh, we confess this is the greatest day of our lives. This is a day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, Lord, as we, as we go through this interview and we discuss your principles, uh, we ask that your Holy Spirit would 
come alive in us, awakening us so that we would decrease, that you would increase and that um, your voice would be heard and not so much our voice. We are just vessels um, for the listeners that are listening so that they may receive and understand and apply your principles and your statutes in their lives so that they can represent what your original intent was, heaven on earth. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 See, see, you know, you just let the Holy Spirit lead and it works, brother. I'm just telling you, you hit on some hardcore points for me personally. I was just like, oh, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> if, if I didn't, you know, if I was like in a public platform and stuff, and we were just like hanging out, I'd be like, amen, amen, yes, amen. <laughs> but you can't do that on an interview. <laughs> right, 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 right. All right. Well, so why don't we go ahead and shed some light on on what Tim does um, with okay. his ministry so that the audience knows um, who's talking to him. <laughs> Absolutely. And and so I'll just start out where, you know, I grew up in a church and um, I was raised in a church. I'm originally from North Carolina. I grew up on a 500 acre farm. So I understand nature very well. We, we had to live on that farm. And, you know, I never really... Uh, I never really understood religion or the Bible because we went to a Baptist church. My grandmother on one side went to a Methodist church. My other grandmother went to a Pentecostal church. And when we visited different churches, they all did something different, but they all carried the same book. So it was a bit confusing for me. And for a lot of years, I mean, I, I, I went through some storms in my life. And for a lot of years, I was addicted to drugs and alcohol. I was a functioning addict for a lot of years until it just took over um, my personal life. And then it, of course, impacted my professional life. And I became homeless. Um, and I was, you know, I, I had been in the church, right? And so... Um, at 40 years old, I had to start my life all over again. And one of the harsh realizations that I had to come to was April. Um, I didn't know how to live. I, I, I could, I was sharp on my feet. I mean, I could think I could do a lot of things. I had been in the, in the air force. Um, I attended NYU. I worked for IBM. I, you know, spent a number of years in corporate America, UPS. I could exist. I could survive. I did not know how to live. And so it forced me to look for another way because how I had been living had landed me into a situation where I was homeless, hopeless, penniless. I was bankrupt mentally, spiritually, financially. And so I picked this Bible up and I said, and I'll just kind of tell you kind of how it happened. I, 
I bought a one-way ticket to to from New York. I was on my way to California and I got scared. And the, we changed buses in Indianapolis and on the front of the bus, it had St. Louis. And I said, hey, Fred Sanford always talked about going back to St. Louis. That's where I'm going. And I, you know, I landed. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You went Sanford I had to get out of New York. <laughs> I had to get out of New York because I was going to die. I had been to treatment 11 times already and it wasn't working. You know, I've been to church and prayer and, and oil anointed and just wasn't I could not stay clean I, I'd get clean for a little bit and then you know I go back and so when I landed in St. Louis I, I you know as a veteran I went to a, my 12th treatment center and I was in so much pain April I just cried out and said God why why do I keep doing this to myself I, you know, tears coming down my eyes I'm 40 years old I've got uh, two daughters no at that point I had one daughter uh, you know, I have one daughter. I'm a 15 or 1200 miles away from all of my family. And I'm just, I am, I'm at my wits end. You know, I, I'm just, I, I'm ready to die, you know, and I can remember even praying, Lord, just, I'm ready to go. Just let me go. And God spoke to me and God said, drugs and alcohol, not your problem. And I had heard people talk about God had spoke to them, but I had never really experienced this. And where I was sitting, it wasn't an audible voice. It was internal. Mm -hmm. And I knew without a shadow of a doubt, this was God speaking to me. And so I looked around and I said, well, what is my problem? <laughs> if drugs and alcohol is not my problem, what is my problem? You didn't say that out loud, did you? <laughs> I did. Yes, I did. I said that out loud. What is... <laughs> I did. Whatever works. <laughs> what is my problem? And I, I received a direct response. Your way of thinking is your problem. So my next question was, well, how should I think? And this voice said, think in line with my word. And at that point, April, man, I got some hope. It was like, okay, you know, I done heard this voice. I know this is God. This was like that little piece that just gave me that I could just grab onto at that moment to keep me from just giving up all the way. Yeah. And so... You know, I went back to the room and I picked up the Bible and I started reading the Bible and I said, I'm going to read this Bible. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't went to churches and I didn't understand it. And they <laughs> done a lot of different stuff that I didn't understand, but I'm reading this Bible. And I started studying this Bible. I mean, day in and day out, day in and day out. And here I am today. Uh, April will be 17 years clean and sober for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me break down, man. <laughs> uh, I get emotional yeah. about it, too. Um, sorry. So yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm going like, to clean up all this this nonsense <laughs> over here. If y'all, I'm just, my heart goes out to him. And, you know, recently in this season, <laughs> if you are watching the video, 
reason I'm tearing up is not, it's just, I've been praying intentionally a prayer that, that is, is shifting my perception of my thoughts and stuff for the last, probably about the last year. But when, when people are, are real and vulnerable and just really sharing their heart, there's just something about it that, you know, that resounds with that prayer. I, I asked God to, you know, break my heart for what breaks yours. And, and he does. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> and so, you know, initially I did not get an understanding of, I was reading, I was starting to, and one of the things that I guess was the difference in my shifting in my thinking, as you just pointed out, was when I got down to Genesis 1 11, and, and at this, you know, that first incident happened in the child hall. There was nobody there. It was just me. Because by the time I got to the, by the time I arrived to the, the VA, they had already had child for the evening. So I came in on a, like, a late bus. So now I'm back in the room and I'm reading this Bible out loud. I mean, I was serious after what just happened. I'm not waiting till tomorrow. We're getting ready to get in this Bible now. <laughs> and so I've got God talking to me. I need to do something. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're not waiting. And so um, and I didn't, you know, now that I think about it and I just think I didn't have any other distractions. I didn't have my mom, my dad, my daughter, nobody else. It was just me and this book. Okay. And when it when it when I got down to Genesis one eleven it says, And God said, Let every seed produce after its own kind. And I heard the voice again, and it says, Words and deeds are just like seed. They always produce after their own kind. At that point, right, I, I had a new operating system. That was my new philosophy. And so over the years, I, I studied day and night and I followed different ministers and, you know, I became a part of some very good, um, you know, church organizations. And then I, I, I met a guy named Dr. Miles Monroe. And he was a pastor uh, in the Bahamas. And even though I was clean, I still had some things happening in my life that I didn't understand, but I wasn't picking up any drugs or alcohol, but I still had some problems, some issues, because, you know, of course, what I have, the lifestyle I have been living up to 40 years old wasn't going to change overnight. So I had to, you know, weed out, root out these bad weeds, seeds, I call them. Um, and so... I started studying under Dr. Miles Monroe. And here's what I wanted to talk about today. This is all I teach now. This is all I live. And it is the kingdom message. Oh, oh this uh, is yeah, message. we can like, we can talk about this for, you know, I broke the, the time frame. Let, <laughs> he just opened it up. Okay, kingdom message. We can talk about this for all the time that you need to. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, the first thing I want to talk about, the first thing I want to mention, April, is this word kingdom. Because I, I want the audience and you and I to be on the same page and understand the concept of kingdom. because. If you and I are engaging in a conversation and you have one concept of what I'm talking about and I have a different concept, 
then what we have is what we call a misconception. <laughs> Right. Miscommunications right. or misconceptions. Yes. Yeah. We want to yes. make sure everybody's on the same page. So go right ahead. Absolutely. Brother. So this word kingdom is a construct. It is a two words put together, king and domain. So kingdom, king's domain. So a kingdom is the rulership of a king over a territory mm. or a country. You mm. can Google that. Mm. <laughs> you can Google that. Yeah, so, that's just the secular side of it. Let's go biblical. Right. <laughs> and, and so we're going biblical. So when we get biblical, if you want to, if we want to really start from the beginning, right? In Genesis one twenty six, I always talk about truth. Truth comes from original intent. You know, I can say uh, Mr. Henry Ford created the Model T Ford so we could go from one place to another. Or um, so we could haul what we needed on the farm. But the original, the most accurate purpose for Mr. Ford creating the Model T Ford would come from who? Mr. Ford. <laughs> <laughs> because he is the manufacturer. I was wondering like where you were going with that. I was like, what? Okay, yeah. I got so, you. That's good. Original intent. Yeah. Right? That's going to give us the truth for the creation of a thing. Mm -hmm. Right? From the manufacturer. So Typically, organizations have that in their mission statement. What is their purpose? So guess where they got that from? From the Bible. <laughs> the mission statement of the Bible is found in Genesis 1:26, And God said, let us create man in our image and likeness. So they, hello, here's the purpose. Let us create man in our image and likeness so they can have dominion over the fowls of the air, the fish of the sea, and over every moving thing that creeps across the land. That word dominion comes from the Hebrew word mamlaka. In the New Testament, that word is basilia, and it means kingdom. So let man have rulership over the earth. Now, let me unpack that a little bit. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created what? The heaven? Oh, you, that, was a, that was not a rhetorical. Sorry, folks. I didn't right, respond. Right, 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 right. I was like, is he still teaching or should I answer? Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And here was the part, April. What I teach is a little unorthodox from mainstream teaching. Mm. Not very many people even teach on the kingdom. And it's mentioned 162 times alone in the New Testament because we don't understand it. Because we, we, we live in a, a democracy society, a democratic society. The Bible is written from a kingdom perspective. 
And so where we find the problem is we try to superimpose democracy on a kingdom philosophy that causes conflict. Okay. So in order to understand, to bring this so we can be on the same page, we have to understand colonization. Colonization is when a king from a distant territory takes over rulership of a country. Okay, so the United States used to be a colony of Great Britain, right? 1776 is when we declared our independence. We are no longer under your rulership. Because before then, we were under their rulership. We did what they said. They ruled us even though they were far away. Well, guess where they got that concept from? <laughs> that was God's original intent. He created the heavens. That is called the kingdom of heaven. That is a country. Kingdom, remember, kingdom, king's domain. In the beginning, God created the heavens. God is a king, right? King of kings. He created the kingdom of heaven. Well, he extended his territory from the invisible country, ram, kingdom of heaven, into the visible ram, earth. Now, every country has a government, right? A government is made up of laws, rules to govern that country. Well, in the kingdom of heaven, the government that regulates that country is called the kingdom of God. <laughs> so the country is the kingdom of heaven. God created the heavens and the earth. So he created man and put man in the earth, right? And the laws, the kingdom of God in man, so they can have dominion over the earth and experience heaven on earth. So we are supposed to implement, live by, and I call it self-government, mm -hmm. ourselves on earth so we can live as it is in heaven. That's why Jesus says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Not us go there, kingdom come here. Right? So, now that I've gotten that part, remember, April, there was no written laws from Moses, I mean, from Adam to Moses. The laws were in man's heart because that was God's original idea. We would govern ourselves. God never meant for there to be no senates and judicial courts and uh jails and institutions that was never the original intent no. we were to self-govern ourselves using the kingdom of god now let's come into the new testament <laughs> right yeah because there's yeah there's a whole lot of that yeah uh kingdoms were established preliminarily you know that domain that authority and all of that is given to us before everything messed up and then after everything messed up you know jesus comes into the picture and, and that's why he it. came but, yeah 
Now, you, you, I'm approved. That's why he came, and I'll I'll show you the government. What does Isaiah say in Isaiah nine six? Unto us, go ahead. <laughs> unto us, a child is born, and a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. Okay, the government shall because the kingdom of God is a government. Okay, it's not a religion. It's not a religion. It's a government. So the priority of Jesus was the kingdom. We have made and I and I did the same thing. I made Jesus something that he didn't teach. His priority was the kingdom. In Matthew 6, 33, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the government. Now, we, I used to teach people, you got to seek salvation and you got to do this and you got to do that. And I was in error because Jesus said, the one that I proclaim that I follow, he said, he didn't say seek me. He didn't say seek me. He said, seek ye first the kingdom. And it's amazing. You know, I, I talk to people all the time. I only teach what's written in the book. Right. Well, and he does that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. That passage you're talking about, yeah, it's, it is there, but there is only, there is only one way to the father and that is through Jesus. And he is, he is the key, but there is, there's multiple layers of that as you grow in maturity. And so, so what would you say? in response to like someone that doesn't even know christ because this this right here is greek to them this is more of like a, that deep dive type of context and i'm tr- i try on my platform to make sure that we talk on um, to all walks of life as best as uh-huh. we can so how would you how would you translate that into um you know common terms uh in in relation to someone that doesn't know or is new i did it in this book <laughs> That is not what I was meaning, but that was good. But, that was good. <laughs> but I did. But to answer your question, the kingdom of God, the principles, this book's, my book, Free Yourself, Frame Yourself, is the fail-proof principles for addiction recovery. Well, those principles that I talk about are the laws of in the kingdom of God. Yes. Honesty, hope, faith, courage, integrity, willingness, humility, discipline, forgiveness, acceptance, awareness, and gratitude. Those are a few of the laws or principles right out of the kingdom of God. So it sounds like it's a heart thing. Those are all it, tied to a heart thing. And that's absolutely. what it, it goes back to is it's, I was just on a conversation with someone and they were talking about your heart posture and how you are coming to the father. What does that look like? And so it sounds like you're, you're pretty much looking to tie that in there somehow. It's so interesting. You know, God's timing is just perfect, especially when he has a word to say. He says it through multiple mediums. (laughs) Absolutely. That's the confirmation, right? That's the confirmation. And so 
that's those are the people that I reach the most because I can't go in the boardroom talking about blood, the blood or the cross, but I can talk about these principles and I can live these principles on my job. And people can see me. And so that's what he's that's that was the purpose. So he let's go back to Jesus, right? And let's let's he said he directed the disciples who were following him. First, let's go to Luke 4.43. Okay. Well, let's go back to his first public statement. The first public statement recorded in the Bible that Jesus said is found in Matthew 4.17. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. First public statement, right? In Luke 4.43, he says, but I must, I ask people, well, why, why did Jesus come? And I get a lot of different answers. But I roll with the one that he said. <laughs> the reason he said he came, he said in Luke 4.43, but I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom to the other towns because, because that is why I was sent. Now, going back to colonization, when a king took over the territory, and I'll just kind of give a high-level overview. Before the Romans, when a king took over a territory, they would go in, they would subdue the territory, the strong men, and then they would take the people, uproot the people from that territory and take them back to their headquarters and make them slaves. The Romans came in and they reversed that. What the Romans did, and they were the power, most powerful kingdom that has ever reigned, even to this day, because they used God's original idea, colonization. What they did was when they took over a territory, they wouldn't uproot the people. They would go and subdue it. And then the government, then the, the king would send a person to that territory to teach the people in that territory how to live in Rome as it is in Rome. That person was called the governor. Jesus came from heaven into the earth to teach us how to live on earth as it is in heaven. <laughs> oh, wow. Was, That's funny. Was, you just tied that in nice, neat, and a little bow. I was just like waiting. I was, waiting. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was called the governor, right? That was one of the names. And, and he says, Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father, you said, but through me. But he never said he was the kingdom. He said to seek the kingdom. In Luke 4.43, here's his purpose, his original intent. Remember, we talked about that. The reason he came, he said, not because somebody else said. Jesus said, but I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom to the other town because that is why I was sent. Okay. And that there's so much over on the other side of that, you know, that connection oh, yeah. of Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. And, you know, you do, you do access the kingdom 
through him. And then there's that whole, I came to give you life and life more abundantly, you know, and that whole thing is like, it's, there's just so much. It's just these promises that are tied to it. You know, I, you know, I have overcome the world. What promises. That, what is that? Absolutely. Like? So many promises that tie to that. But it, it does all start for, you know, a purpose, for a reason. And, you know, he, he did come to to cover all of that and, and provide that grace that there's no there's no way that we could have obtained it on our own. There's no access. We had, we'd fallen too far away from it. So. it. Absolutely. We had gotten so far. And, and even today, um, because we're teaching a lot of messages, the only message that Jesus instructed the disciples to teach, he says in Matthew 10, 7, he says, as you go, proclaim this message that the kingdom of heaven has come near. He told them what message to teach. Like I said, the, the kingdom is mentioned 162 times alone in the New Testament alone. You know what's interesting is, and there's a couple of conversations I've had recently about the passages where Jesus tries to describe to the disciples what the kingdom of heaven is like. Have you covered those? Oh yeah, those would be interesting to talk about. Well, that's today. That, that's well the 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 king. I'll just talk about the principles of, uh, and there's the twelve principles that I talk about in my book are the laws of the kingdom they are integrity honesty these principles apply to any room the locker room the boardroom the living room the bedroom my let, let me ask <laughs> You're you a like, question i'm just like going to cover all the rooms you know <laughs> let me ask you a question go ahead april so so just listen and i want you to listen and i'm going to ask you do you think a person who lives by these principles that I'm going that I'm getting ready to state again could fail. A person who lives by honesty, hope, faith, courage, integrity, willingness, humility, discipline, forgiveness, acceptance, awareness, and gratitude. If a person practices, because we are not perfect. We don't get it perfect. But just think of a person practicing those 12 principles in every area of their lives. Honesty, hope, faith, courage, integrity, willingness, humility, discipline, forgiveness, acceptance, awareness, gratitude. Can you fail? <laughs> uh, well, that's a that's a big question um, that you're asking because you know it depends, I guess, on on what you what you put your your trust in. You know, if you're relying upon yourself to do all of those, yeah, probably. But if you're relying on the strength that's found in in the ability that's found in Jesus, nothing is impossible. And so that includes, you know, the success of in all those areas. And so, yeah, that's he a said, good question. Yeah, well, he, <laughs> said, he this is what he says: the kingdom of heaven is like yeast, hmm. right? Now, are you familiar with yeast? 
Oh, yeah, brother. How I'm telling you. Pizza dough, biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> right. <Yes. laughs> so he says, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is like yeast. When you put it in the dough, it influences the whole dough. Right? Right. It had just a little bit of yeast. He actually says 60 pounds. When yeast is mixed into 60 pounds of dough, it impacts the whole lump. I'm sitting here a numbers person thinking of the lump of my body. I'm sitting here like, <laughs> how many 60 pounds am I? <laughs> right, 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 right. I was so, like, you know, if somebody sits there and says that, that's, that's, a good, that's a good numbers reference to an accountant or any any type of person that does numbers, but that'll, that'll reach somebody who'd <laughs> be like, I'm exactly, how many exactly. 60 pounds are you? <laughs> well, it was the, 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 menta- the operating system. Mm-hmm. He said it's like he compared it to, okay, so yeast will impact a whole lump of dough. So the kingdom, the principles in the kingdom will impact every area of my life. Amen. Yeah, no, that's, that is, that is so true. Yeah. And, and that becomes uh, uh, something that you can practice. And, you know, Paul talks about that multiple times. He said, practice these things that you've seen in me. And um, or in us in some references, but it's just like the disciples were out there demonstrating what it looked like in action to walk. Uh, in the, the book that, of Acts, in the yeah. book of Acts, action. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you are so much more well versed in the tying. So I've I read the Bible, you know, um, in full context and everything, and I've just and I've studied and stuff, but I have not gotten, and I might never. I don't know, but I don't want to profess that over myself. But uh, I would I would like my heart desires to be able to say this is in this book, this chapter, and this verse, you know, but. Ultimately, there I know them by book reference, which are letter references. You know, this is these are mm-hmm. people sitting down writing letters to a body of a church or or you know testimony, a uh, personal testimony of an accounting of what happened. But you you know, I just I look at it like that. It's in the letter to the Corinthians, the first one. You know, the severe one that where he was getting on. Yeah. To. Or it's, you know, it's... Paul, the... Paul was pretty, he's pretty heated when he wrote that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he was, it was interesting because he shifted from that first severe to the second severe, but it's not as severe. It's so much um, grace and encouragement and love in the second letter, yet it was still titled or deemed as a severe letter and that's that ties into discipline so much so you know god's discipline. that's one of those principles yeah it's it's one of those things it's just it's edifying um and it's encouraging and it helps build you up discipline doesn't tear you down it helps you grow and it helps you remove the things that are hindering growth and so um you know it's just it's just good stuff but yes um Man, to answer your question, that's it is a heavy question, but you it's like, okay, so Jesus came in the way that he did, and it was he literally came though so that he would be the one. He would be the answer so that no man could boast. It's not through works, it's a gift that is given to him and it's so that no man can boast. So for those that are new to the faith that I just Yes, practice these things, but know that it's not 
you, it's God in you, you know, it's Jesus in you, it's the Holy Spirit in you, it's the power working in and through you that helps you achieve this kingdom focus. Um, you can't understand the Bible without the Holy Spirit, you know, leading and guiding and directing. You can't understand any of this unless God teaches you these things. Um, and so, yes, practice. Yes, do good deeds. Yes, um, do that. And I encourage you to because that is something we're supposed to do. We're supposed to encourage one another to stir up one another to the love and the good works that we're called to do. Um, but man, just don't get caught up in that performance thing. That's what I was going to say. Just don't get, I just had that conversation with my daughter. She's 14, but it's not, you don't get right with God through stuff that you do. You get right with God just being in his presence for, for committing your life to him, to submitting before the throne and saying, God, my life is yours. What would you like me to do today? that simple it's not complicated you know I, I i that's that's my approach to addiction recovery you know most people who are trapped in addiction april they already know by the time they are a person is in full-blown addiction they already know it's bad so to tell them how bad what they're doing is is useless they already know that so what i do is my approach is what you just said Everything that God created came to earth with a gift trapped inside of it. Right. Everything. And now, when the gift was given, yes. Now, let me explain gift. Let me, so we don't have a misconception. <laughs> right? I like how so, you clarify because there's a lot of people out there that don't take the time to do so. And, and that does lead to misunderstandings. And absolutely. It leads to the attack. Eventually, the enemy mm -hmm. coming around and twisting words around and stuff. And, and if you clarify specifically, and you're like, do you understand? Are we on the same page? And exactly. If, and if we're not, we need to go. How did you take that? Because we need to make sure you took it right. <laughs> and, and, I, and, you know, I get some, I get sometimes, you know, sometimes people, um, because the message that I teach is not mainstream. It's not, uh, uh, as you say, a performance. <laughs> it's not a performance. What I teach is not, it's not based on a performance. It's not an emotional type of message. It is what's written, right? And so when we talk about gift, everything that God created came here with a gift. God is a God of purpose. He created nothing without a purpose for it. You know, they say that bees, if the bees were no longer here, mankind would die, be gone in five years. I've heard about that. You know, you take everything has a purpose. Yeah. And so, so we come here with a gift trapped inside of us, right? So a bird has a gift of flight. Nobody puts flight in a bird. It comes here with flight in it. A a fish comes here with the gift. Them penguins. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but they have a gift too, right? They, do. they can slide and, down those hills really super fast on their bellies. <laughs> right. And, and let me let me let me backtrack and give you the the definition of a gift. When I say gift, so you understand w what I'm saying. Gift. It is the inherent capacity to fulfill a function that meets a need in creation. I'll say it one more time. That's good. It is the inherent, that means it's built in, capacity to fulfill a 
function that meets a need in creation. Every one of us came here with just like we have different eight billion people. We all have separate fingerprints. Every one of us came here with a gift trapped inside of us to meet a need in creation. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to like pause for a second. So just last week I heard an acronym usage of gift and I don't know if I'm going to get this right or not, but it was God installed features to serve, what? I think, or something like wow. that. Wow, I've never like, heard that. I was just like, that, ooh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I never heard that. That God installed features to serve. Wow. Yeah, I think it's that's what the TS was, but God installed features was the GIF. I know that one for fact. So. It, and it's absolutely right on point. Um, so I'm I'm gonna ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, hey, you know, I like asking questions because that's as a motivational speaker and life coach, that's what I do. <laughs> so would you happen to know or what would you think is the gift that is trapped inside of a mango seed? A mango seed? I don't know, but it sounds fruity to me. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, here it is. A mango, tr- a mango tree. <laughs> oh, okay. A mango tree, right? Well, you know that's what the gift is in a mustard seed. It's a mustard tree. They like six, seven foot tall or whatever. They can that's get right. shade that's after That's the growth. gift inside of the seed, right? Nice. So, but what's unique? What's I'm unique so about that, that is that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, that's the gift. The fruit is the gift of the tree. The tree is the gift of the seed, right? Right. Oh, you so, know what? God's got to order. That's what that brings to mind. There's a process that you must go through in order absolutely. to get to the fruit, the benefit, Ab- the final benefit. <laughs> and 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 think about it. Creation had to be set up that way. You know how many galaxies there there are. We we don't even know, but all of them work in alignment. What if there was no order? God creates things in order. Uh. Order. The only difference from a garden and bushes is order. A garden is cultivated. It's in order. There's a lot of work that goes into gardening. Folks that know me oh. know that I garden. I'm just saying there is a lot of work. And it's order. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, I grew up on a 500-acre farm, so you know I know. Um, but yeah. this gift of the mango seed, you could take that mango seed and sit it on the counter in your kitchen, and it would sit there for 30 years and would never see the gift trapped inside of that seed because it's in the wrong environment uh-uh. take that no, same no gift. no that was too deep that was good <laughs> <laughs> if y'all didn't catch that symbolism come on now you know you know man that's take that same seed put it in some soil give it some moisture and sunlight and boom we'll see the gift that was trapped inside of the seed well that's what we have to do we have to be in the right environment 
so that our gift can get trained and then serve it to the world. So the order is, as you were talking about order, discover the gift, train the gift, and then serve it to the world. That's my approach to addiction recovery. Let's talk about what your gift is because attached to our gift is our purpose. We're given a gift to fulfill a purpose, meeting a need in creation. So now when I talk to a person and help them discover their gift, now they have a sense of value. It's our source of significance. In our, in our younger generations, it's sad to, sit, to say, a lot of them, they don't know why they're here. Well, they don't know. you and I really know why we were here at their age. Let's be real. <laughs> no, I, I didn't, but I, I, I didn't, but they, we see some examples of people who discovered help, you know, like Tiger Woods. His dad said, every time I take him out to in the yard, he's always hitting the ball with a stick. Mm-hmm. Every time I turn on golf, he's glued to the TV, taken to the golf course. Michael Jackson. Joe Jackson said, this boy can dance. So he discovered, helped him discover it. He trained it, and then they served it to the world. So that's what I do as a motivational speaker. A life coach is I help individuals, to your point, we didn't know what, we didn't know what their gift is. <laughs> help, let's talk about your gift. Let's find out what is your gift. There are certain things, there are key indicators that let us know. I did, to your point, April, I didn't find out what my gift was until I was 45 years old. Well, and did you really have anybody around you in the parent realm or the mentor realm or anything like that that would have influenced that? Because there is a responsibility to be trained up in the way that we should go. And that, you know, that's not something that we can do as a child. You know? Well, so, so there's that factor too. And I absolutely, encourage, I encourage anybody that may or may not be like getting attacked by that to just throw that out the window because that's not, it wasn't your fault that you're, you know, 40 or 50 years old or 30 years old and you're just now figuring out, you know, what God has in store for you. It's okay. You know, Jesus didn't start his testimony and ministry and stuff and, and all that jazz. He was talking about like the first time he did a public proclamation about being the son of God, you know, that, that didn't happen until he's in his thirties. And so, you know, just understand that, that there's a season and a time for everything under the sun and there's a purpose. Um, and even if you're behind in your mind, it may be perfect timing for God. Maybe he didn't, you know, it was, it was this time. This is, this is time. So you're absolutely spot on because, you know, remember I started over at 40, right? And so at 40 years old, when I came out of that treatment, that 12th treat rehab, I was living in the Salvation Army and I was staying in the homeless shelter, right? So I was homeless. Well, at 45 years old, I have gone from homelessness to homeowner. I am now living in a 2,400 square foot home. I am married, right? And I woke up one Saturday morning, I'm 45 years old. I've never been clean this long in my life, right? And I'm just so grateful. I'm just so full of gratitude. And I said, Lord, what 
there's got to be a reason you saved me. There's got to be a reason I'm still here because there's a lot of people that I ran with, they're gone. They're no longer here. And I got this vision. Uh, you like sharing information. And that's how I came up with Talk Man Talk. That Saturday morning, I said, I've always been a Michael Jordan fan. So when he came in the league, he was Jump Man Jump before he became Air Jordan. He was first Jump Man Jump. <laughs> I said, I'm going to be Talk Man Talk. <laughs> MJ's awesome. I was a huge fan back in the day. He, he yeah. had so many skills. And you know, my older brother was such a fan that he, like, <laughs> when he played basketball, him and his, his friend at the time, they would run down the court, you know, and, and they'd be on a sprint for a layup or something, and they would always do that. Take <laughs> that tug out there, man, because right. they thought they were cool, and they were like, oh, it was MJ all the way. It was so, so funny. And, <laughs> and, and you know what? At that moment, at that moment, April, when I, when I, when I received that vision, I went back. I was like, I was, how do you call it when you go back in time? What's the word for that? transported uh, oh yeah yeah whoa that's, and that's a big word <laughs> yeah i was like i was transported back in time to my first and second grade and guess what i i remembered always being sent to the chalkboard uh, by the teacher to put my nose in a circle and my hands behind my back in front of the class because you were for, talking too much Talking. <laughs> what talking? My, I can remember minute, my mom. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're on this podcast. <laughs> man, oh man. Yeah. And so those, those I remember stands. my mom. Yeah. I don't think they do that anymore, but sitting in the corner. That, no, no. That would be. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's actually funny, before I had my daughter go to online school, and I'm sure that um, people locally, if they listen to this, will know what teacher I'm talking about, but there's a very strict old school teacher that she was, um, you know, under, I think for um, reading or English or literature or something like that, and <laughs> she made the kids, and there was all, all sorts of kinds of complaints and drama about it but yeah. she took the desks away from the kids because they refused to, to sit in them properly they were sitting on the top they were sitting with their feet in the you know the chairs and stuff and she took them out and she said you're going to sit on the floor this is a privilege to have a desk it is not an entitlement wow. it's not a right you will earn the right to sit in these desks and if you can't do it correctly then you don't need them and so wow. it's, yeah. it's just it was just so interesting but it, it's there is so much life and, and, teaching in that and yet and, all of the people that were parents were dramatizing uh, you know most of them well why'd you do that to my kid that's just abuse and all sorts of guys said no it's not it's discipline that's right and 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 see the 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 lack of personal responsibility and accountability leads to public chaos. Mm. That's what we see. See, these principles that I talk about, they are in the kingdom, they are referred to as self-government. It is the most powerful government on the planet. Mm. Self-government. See, we don't have family, marriage, family, or community problems. We have individual problems that affect the marriage, the family, and the community. 
look at um, a lack of understanding of consequences in general. You know, it's the, there are good consequences and there are bad consequences, but they all come as a result of your personal choices. And Absolutely. you have a choice in everything. Before you even open your mouth, you have a choice to say those words. Before you even think about it you have a choice to hold that thought and keep it and meditate on it till it becomes a word out of your mouth or you have a a decision there to say no i'm not going to think about this Mm -hmm. this is not a good thought and it all starts at that very beginning of a choice to hold on to the thought or or to let it go you know or cast it out you know we're supposed to bring all the things under the obedience of christ jesus and in captivity yep take bring every thought what's what's left out of every (laughs) he said take every thought right bring every thought into captivity and so but you know in my story it, it just goes back to how i talked about how the bird comes here with flight the fish comes here with swim Michael came here with his athleticism. Awesome athleticism, not to interrupt, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) He was gifted. (laughs) He was gifted. That was the gift. People, and here's here's the thing. People want to be like Mike. They don't know Mike. They are attracted to our gift. Because Ooh, our a whole gift. other thing, brother. That's a whole other topic. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and what does the Bible say about about our gift? Mm. It's the Bible says our gift will make room for us in the earth and bring us before great kings. King Solomon said that our gift, Ooh, not wow. our education. I'm gonna have to pull that up. Is that that's Old Testament you're throwing down? A little bit, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I tied all in. I tied because kingdom. Oh, remember, it started in Genesis. Kingdom started in Genesis. No, with you're dominion. Good. I'm just. I'm curious to read the full context of that passage. Yeah, our gift. It says our gift will make room. Not our education, not our political affiliation. Our gift will make room for us. People don't know Michael, but they love his gift. Guess what? When people go to a mango tree. They don't care what color the bark is. They don't care what it looks like. They don't care about the leaves. What they want, the fruit, the gift of the tree is the fruit. You said it. Some fruity stuff. <laughs> yeah. See, you'll get to a point in your walk though to that you will appreciate it. You'll you'll get to the point where you appreciate God's beauty around you, where you will stop and look at the sunset and the sun rises. I mean, that will be an intimate moment with God that you share and you get so glory and honor and thanks that this day is here, that you made it through the day and it's closing. You know, I mean, it's just, and look at the display of beauty that's before you every single time the sun comes up or it goes down. That's the only time you'll ever see that sun and that that setting and that rising. That's it. And it's just, it's like, you'll get to the point where you appreciate everything and you'll stop and it's okay to stop. And you'll know that it's okay to stop because you're investing quality time with the father and that that intimacy is where it's at. That's one of those principles, awareness, there's two of them, actually awareness and gratitude. Those I'm telling you, April, uh, I hope that you will. I'll send you a copy of this book. I want you to read my book because <laughs> it is going to really align with your gift, 
um, and what you do and kingdom message. It, it, it's, I know that they work because they saved my life. I practice them today. I, I'm a man of integrity. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. Um, you want one more book? We don't have to be perfect to have a, a heart for something. So right. you have a heart exactly. for integ integrity. You desire to be a man of integrity, and that motivates your choices and your decisions. And your Absolutely. And Absolutely. so when you aren't a man of integrity, then you have that accountability session with yourself, and you say, okay, this is what I messed up in. Here's where I wanted to be that's why this isn't reconciling with my spirit so then what do i need to change and so that that in and of itself is that self-government and you know that self-control is one of the pivotal points of it impacts all of the other parts of the fruit of the spirit anyway speaking of fruit i mean you have all of these fruit of the spirit it's one it's not you know different pieces or different types of fruit all together it's all encompassing it's the fruit of the spirit not fruits and so that's you right have all of those you have love you have peace you have patience you have joy you have gentleness you have kindness you have all of them faithfulness self-control all of them all wrapped up into one but they do start with a decision and a choice um to operate in obedience and um submission to jesus as your lord and leaning into the Holy Spirit for what you do every day. You choose these things. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's an accountability there. I knew that this was going to come down to accountability. <laughs> Absolutely. Because we were given, you know, we were given that responsibility right from the beginning. And Adam messed it up. He lost it. And that was the need for Jesus. That's what Jesus... See, Adam lost dominion he, he that's what he gave away see we're not supposed to we we're not supposed to have great uh marijuana leaves uh hops uh cocoa plants <laughs> we're not they're not supposed to have dominion over us no alcohol no cocaine no marijuana no beer we're supposed to have dominion over them there's a lot that you start, we were talking about seeds and you were talking about, you know, the thing that comes from those seeds. Well, those are not, those are not gifts, people. I uh, There are, there are good fruit and there are bad fruit and, you know, good trees cannot produce bad fruit and you know, bad trees cannot produce good fruit. So that's it. Bad is bad. Good is good. And there is a measure of discernment in our choices that you have to you have to figure out. And the only way you can figure that out is what exactly what he said is to align yourself with the word of God. You don't know truth until you know truth, you know, and the only way you can know truth is to know, know Jesus. You know, Jesus in the beginning was the Lord and the word was God and the word was with God. You know, here's the deal. You know, it, it starts at the beginning and it runs all the way through. There's an accountability to what you align yourself with and Absolutely. we all have a choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know yeah, that I'm sorry, uh, I'm like preaching now. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. That's good stuff. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I just I know, you know, we 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 wanna be I wanna be 
aware of the time we have and we, okay. we want to make sure that um, the audience um, is able to receive what we share mm -hmm. and you know we had our topic was the kingdom and we kind of you know taken a very high level uh, uh, overview of the kingdom and our conversation and I'm just mm -hmm. I'm so grateful April listen to me I'm so grateful for this opportunity that you've given me to share what's in my heart every time I get on a platform I get so excited because he you know Jesus said the kingdom would just it, it once you get a hold of it it will make you like as Jeremiah says like fire shut up in my bone <laughs> I, I gotta talk about it right. because it's missing I see so many young people working with your know, people with different addictions, lives who, I know how this is gonna sound, but there are people who come to this planet, as my mentor says, the most wealthiest place on this planet is the graveyard because there are people who come here who never discover their gift. There are cakes and pies and recipes and songs, uh, inventions that were never released. They went to the graveyard because they never discovered their gift. A lot of people come here and if it wasn't for a tombstone, we never know they were here. Mm. They never discovered their gift, their purpose, their gift that made room for them on the earth. Ooh, there's a there's a big dose of some reality checks though you know there's also things that you you're gift, multi-gifted with too oh yeah but there's absolutely. ultimately a way that god ties in that to one true purpose and calling and the only way to figure that out is to get before the throne you know and ask him and ask for his guidance but and I'm sort of wrestling with that myself right now you know I I can sing I can songwrite I can you know, talk and I can sit here and, you know, I never meet a stranger and I can sit here and write a book, you know, and I'm sitting here, I've got, uh, there's not really a whole lot of things that I've come into that I haven't been able to do. And if I don't, I just don't, you know, that's not my lane, but mm -hmm. you know, I, I can learn things. And so being able to do that makes me multifaceted in things that I do well, but that's not yes. necessarily where your gifting is and your calling is. And so, um, yeah, so there's this, that. And you know what, that's so, that's so true. You know, there's a lot of, there's, you know, different people. He says, I've given some apostles, some uh, teachers, some pastors, some evangelists, right? There, we have different areas uh, of assignments and mine just happens to be, I know it's the kingdom message. It's, it's the kingdom message. It's, you know, um, the government of the kingdom and that's what I have now accepted as my purpose which has now um, given me a conviction that has created a passion that produces me um, when I talk to people to get excited and now I can lead them in that way. That that's right called there. leadership. Yeah, that right there. <laughs> that's, your, that's a good uh, green flag actually when it comes to gifting what are you just what just stirs up your soul what makes you just light up in what that's you're doing it. and that's that's a key indicator that's as they say <laughs> key indicator so 
Yeah, Let so this has been very good. Shine, as there, it is. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and close in prayer. And um, but before I do that, can you let them know how to connect with you on your platforms? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my website is talkmentalk.com. Uh, my book, uh, Free Yourself from Yourself, is uh, freeyourselffromyourself.com. Uh, it's on. It's available on Amazon and iBooks, and uh, I'm on. I'm on Facebook and Twitter and, you know, the social media platforms, uh, YouTube, Talk Man Talk. That's me. <laughs> I love it. That's, like, easy. That's the same thing as mine. All my platforms. April D. Metzler. That's all you got to do is just find me. <laughs> That's it. You just make it easy for people to find you, and it works. Absolutely. So Talk Absolutely. Man Talk, folks. That's what you got to yes. <laughs> And And I'm going to, as I get started, April, uh, you know, with podcasting, and I appreciate you helping me. Uh, then you're going to have to come on my show. Oh, really? Okay, cool. <laughs> I would love to be a guest because I have uh, no idea yeah. what would be coming up. I have no clue what was coming up this time. Well, it's, it is coming. Thank you. <laughs> All right, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks. I'm looking forward to it. All right, you guys, just join me in prayer, and uh, and we'll go ahead and close this show. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this visit. I ask that you cover our audience um, with protection uh, from any type of attacks that may be coming against them right now. We want to go ahead and bind that up in the name of Jesus. We want to cover them with uh, the blood of Christ, a hedge of protection around about them. No matter what it is that's coming up against them, we want to make sure that we are standing firm for them on behalf of, of the struggles that are coming against them, their circumstances. Don't let them be deceived by the enemy, Father. Give them eyes to see clearly. Let your light shine in. You promise that nothing that is hidden in the darkness will remain hidden, that your light will bring it, bring it forth. It'll clarify. It'll show what it is. And so we ask that on behalf of our audience, um, if they are struggling with any type of addiction, we just encourage them to reach out to Sound Counsel, um, seek out you know that that help of alignment with someone that can strengthen them, that can guide them. And if it's not Mr. Stewart, then let it be someone else. But let it be someone that is going to impact them for a kingdom um, glory. And let that be something that they, they receive well, Father. Open their eyes, open their hearts, open their ears. Let them be ministered to in the way that they need to be ministered to. And for our listening audience, just let this be a strengthening and an encouragement. When they do have time and they invest time in you for the, the reading of your word, Father, bring new revelation, new wisdom new knowledge of you and your love for them, Father, so that they can draw closer to you in their walk. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Uh, no, there's like battle gear that needed to be put on, man. <laughs> I don't even know. It just it needed to happen. I don't know. We got this. Y'all, you got this. You know, your walk with God is is not easy. But we are not to fear, for Jesus has already overcome everything that this world has to throw at you. And I don't care how bad, beaten, torn up, and, and downtrodden that you might be, God's got you. And, and he, he has you under the shadow of his wing. You know, that's a promise. There's so many promises in the Word of God that you can hold to. But you know that even during the storm, 
he just stood up. The disciple sat there. He just he's like, "What are you? What are you doing? Waking me up, man!" He just like talks to the wind. And what does he say? He says, "Be still, right? Stop." And the wind just stops. And so you can do that. That dominion and authority that was given to Jesus to do that has been given to us as children of God. And you are a child of God. And that's where what that's all you need to know. The rest of it will fall into place when you seek him. He calls us kingdom citizens. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, all right, y'all. We love you. Don't forget to tune in to another episode next week, God willing, of the RSVP show. And I will look forward to uh, telling you again how much God loves you because he does. God bless you. Don't forget to connect with Tim Stewart at www.talkmantalk.com. Mm-hmm.